Welcome, welcome, Mary Dukai, to the podcast, Thanks Shotcast, as we call it. You like the cups, custom made? Yeah, super cute. Welcome. I don't know what episode we're on because it's been an extremely long time since we've done this. Last episode I had was in Las Vegas with Bradley. It was a great episode. If you missed it, make sure you check out. But today we're here uh, to introduce Mary, who actually uh, worked in the same company as I did. We still work in the same company together right now. And she was a badass banker, one of the best we had. And now she's a badass leader. So I thought, you know, why not bring a strong female leader here? to speak to us a little. So why don't you introduce yourself and tell us what you do. Yeah, so my name is Mary Jukai and I am a leader in the same company that we work at. Yep. Um, I banked for a long time, about five years, and then I went into leadership, which I'm happy with. I uh-huh. think it was a good move. You know, you eventually get to a point where you realize you want to do something bigger. Yep. And you want to do something that you feel is more impactful than just yourself. Yeah, So. which is funny because I went the opposite direction kind of. I wouldn't say so. I think well, you put I time still in. do the passion, and I yeah. still do that, and this, which is impacting others. I just got out of a full-time yeah. role as a leader. You know. Yeah, I think you're still impacting. I think you're yeah. still a leader, even if you're not, you True. know, leading a team on a daily basis. Yep. I think a lot of people still look up to you in the company and see you as a leader and That's you know what true. i mean yeah want advice from you and hence the podcast what'd you do before banking by the way i went to michigan state and i wanted to actually go to medical school okay super passionate about that um wanted to be a nurse anesthetist or a doctor nurse, um, nurse say that one more time anesthetist anesthetist when you go under the nurse that like puts you under oh with wow the okay. anesthesiologist. some deep serious shit yeah that didn't happen Funny how that worked though, because I was supposed to do it, yeah. and then basically like my family wanted me to help them out, and it wasn't part of like my path, yeah. and that's when I, you know, Marina and Paula were obviously, yeah, and they were like, hey, like work with us. So I tried it, didn't think it was going to be anything. I thought it was be short term, yeah, and then obviously I loved it, saw a lot of success, yeah. and here we are. And you had to help your family out. That's why yeah. you usually made the move. Yeah. Which uh, on my podcast with Brad Lee, he was asking me, what do you think the biggest thing with foreigners is why they're so, you know, great at sales or why their hustle ethic is good? And I told him, I think one of the biggest things, and you tell me if you have a different opinion, is growing up having to help our parents and seeing what they went mm-hmm. through. I think that early responsibility we took on at a young age made us great salespeople because we had no choice. Yeah. Right? You were going into nursing, you ended up banking, and you had no choice. You had to help your family. So you found your way there. How long did it take you to find success as a banker, knowing nothing about sales or anything before that? Um, I actually found success right away. Okay. So What do you think that was connected to? I think it's, you know, from the start, um, to be a good salesperson, you have to connect to people. Yeah. And even if you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah or what you're selling or anything you're doing, as long as you connect to the person Uh and you have to read people. You have to know how people react, what they like, what they don't like. You have to be a people person. Yeah. Um, Not necessarily an extrovert or an outgoing person, I don't think. You just have to understand people and connect. And I did that from the start. I saw a lot of success. Um, But even if you are a people person, you have to have that internal motivation, which is like what you just talked about you know, about foreigners and this and that. I think a lot of it is we didn't have like growing up that discovery period where we didn't have a chance to like discover ourselves. What are we good at? What are we bad at? Like we had to right away from the get go. If shit hits the fan, like you have to make something happen. Yeah. So I feel like we're thrown into the fire. Yeah, exactly. hundred percent. Yeah. So that, that, that brings your, that makes you a different type of person. But did you have that skill before banking? Because you know, 
I don't I don't know if it's really if I would consider it you know obviously there's skill to it and you can develop your skill but I think that um, it's your immediate reaction you know how you react to adversity yeah. is whether you're going to be successful to me in sales yeah that's really what it is yeah I mean it's it's the ability to to keep picking up that phone and dialing yeah. after getting you know hung up on in the yeah. face or whatever's going on <laughs> or even having issues at home with somebody yeah you know problems with the wife husband yeah. brothers sisters mom dad could you block all of that stuff out focus it on the phone and do what you're supposed to do and i always say that you know i forget about my stress and i focus on my client's stress mm-hmm. and what you'll find is uh, with the clients we, we talk to you know we're blessed and fortunate that if all my clients threw their problems in the middle and i threw my problems in the middle i'll take my problems yeah. and run most of the time because they're dealing with a lot more serious things so that kind of wakes you up as well to show you how fortunate you are you mm-hmm. know i talked to somebody today there's there's sags of water coming out of her roof mm-hmm. you know and i don't even mean to laugh about that it was a very fucked up situation and i'm trying to help her you know take some money out we, we couldn't do it but because a lot of factors but she's been trying for 10 years brother niece sister aunt they all live in one house and it's just like crazy you know some people are how they're living and just blessed and fortunate so yeah when i'm focusing on that and trying to help somebody with that why would i be negative or stressed about anything else going on it's not that important as what's going on with them so what was your favorite part about banking before going to leadership and then what's your favorite part about leadership so my favorite part about banking is literally just the sale turning the yes into or the no into a yes which you still do probably as a leader i do um that's my favorite part because it's a sense of accomplishment and you know when you can get somebody on the phone that whether they react right away off the bat they want to talk to you whether they don't want to talk to you being able to be the person that gets them to do something i think that a lot of times you know in sales everyone's focused on the quota or am i going to get this to Uh happen right am i going to make this sale but in reality that's literally a human being that you're impacting, yeah. right? You're their go-to now. Yeah. So in the future, when they need something, they're with you. Yeah. You know, when they talk to their friends and family about what they did, yeah. this is how I went through it. And you're literally a part of that. That is a sense of accomplishment that I received. That was my favorite part yeah. of everything. I love that, yes. Because, you know, when you do that and you impact somebody, you now feel a sense of worth yeah. and like you can make a difference. I always say that, like I sleep well at night knowing that yeah i helped susie from north carolina that hasn't seen her grandkids like you know just all these stories and a lot of salespeople don't think about it that way it's like mm-hmm. i have to do this many i have to do this many and there's no human connection or emotion yeah. behind the sale and it's like that's where it becomes dull and worthless and you stress and say is this for me because you're not connecting what you're doing to the actual purpose yeah you know it's like, are you getting married just to get married? If you get married just to say, I got married because right. all my friends got married, then there's no purpose or sense behind you getting married. That's going to dry out real quick. Yeah. But if you get married because you're in love with somebody and you enjoy the process with somebody and every single day you enjoy the arguments and the building and the breaking, like that's what it really is yeah. really about, you know? And I think in sales, it's the same exact thing. I enjoy the stories about my clients and the ways I change their life. It's never about a number. It's always about the story behind it. And that's what makes me feel good. I feel like it's karma. You know, if you keep doing good things for people, then yeah. God in the world is going to keep doing good things for you and it keeps going. If you're a scumbag and you don't really care about people, then yeah. the world will be a scumbag to you and you'll get hit right back. So I think all of that stuff connects. All right, that was your favorite part of a banker or yeah. a salesperson. What's your favorite part about a leader? I think it's the same common denominator, having the impact. Okay. But now teaching other people how to impact other people. Yeah. So. 
that's something that I really love. Okay. I want to see people, you know, do something that they didn't think they could do or they know they would be successful at and, you know, help them to get there and watch them grow. Okay. So that's my favorite part. It's a good feeling when, you know, you see somebody do something that they literally never thought they could do and you know that in your heart you had an impact in that. Yeah. Um, but I think the thing is, like, you know, people don't understand how impactful they are as a human being. Like, yeah. no matter what, yeah. I feel like you can do something. Like, you can yeah. do something that makes you better or that yeah. makes somebody else better. You can do something that puts, like, a tick on your board. And, like, that's the difference between somebody who's successful and someone who's not, in my yeah. opinion, is if you are judging that or if you settle for less. So you're saying somebody that wakes up and actually wants to make a difference, 100%, somebody that's successful, yeah. and somebody that wakes up and just goes through the motions and doesn't think big. Right, and they just settle for that. Well, that was the next question. You know, here at Shotcast, we don't keep things easy and simple. What's your uh, <laughs> what's your worst part about being a banker or a salesperson? And what's your worst part about being a leader? The worst part about being a banker or a salesperson, I would say the worst part is there's really no downtime. Like you're just always on the go, yeah. right? Like you have a schedule you don't get to really work at your own pace as much until you're you know really titled and can make that adjustment yeah but i think for the most part you don't get as much flexibility not necessarily in in the schedule in terms of how much you work but when you put in the effort and when you don't yeah um and then as far as like being a leader the worst part well, is, i stop you on that one there yeah because i'm a banker and a salesperson now i feel like i do to a certain extent now if i work my ass off the first two weeks of a month I feel like sometimes the third and fourth week, I don't have to work my ass off because right. I already crushed my goal and now it's like all icing on the cake and I could take a couple of days off if I need to because I put in the hard work at certain points of the month where I need to. So I feel like you could filter through and put in the hard work where you want to as a salesperson and get some flexibility. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think that's true. I think it just depends on the daily though. Like, you know how some days you're just like, I'm not doing it this morning. Like I'm not yeah. gonna, like in yeah. the afternoon I'll get it together, but like right now yeah. I'm just gonna coast. But like yeah. you 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 can't do that because you don't know what's gonna come through the phone. Yeah. Right. Like I feel you like know. you can't do that as a leader because you got like 20, 30, 40, 50 heads just waiting for you on. on yeah, Zoom you don't or have that office. flexibility. If you have 10 kids waiting for you in the morning for breakfast, you're not gonna coast and say fuck breakfast. The kids ain't yeah, eating today. 100%. So I feel time. like that's one of the great things about leadership is that it kept me on my toes as a leader. You know. Yeah. My outfit was picked every single night before and. I had to gel my hair and look good because if I'm not setting a good example for my team, then how yeah. are they going to, you know, strive? Now, as a banker and a salesperson, there are days where I wake up and I'll put on my PJs and slippers and get into my office because I'm not in the mood for that, you know, but as a leader, I can never do that. So there is a little more self-discipline it requires to be a salesperson over a leader because you got to light the fire under your ass. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. If I tell people, like when I interview them or even like at Aces Academy, if I mentor them or bankers, I tell them all the time. If you're coming to me because you need to come to me because, hey, I need you to motivate me today, then it's not going to work, you know? Yeah. I can motivate you for 5, 10 minutes. We're going to slide right back in 30, you know, 40, 50 minutes. It's a person that says, get out of my way. I know what I'm doing. 100%. I know what I need to do. Those are the people that, you know, usually find the success. And I always say the hardest critic for successful people is themselves, you know? I have days where I enroll four or five clients at the end of the day. I said, can I do better, man? I don't feel like I had a good day. And everybody's like, oh, great day, man. You killed it. You killed it. I didn't kill it in my mind. Like, I'm always yeah. hard on myself, you know? So I feel like I never, it's never enough. And as a leader, that drove my team crazy. Like, goddamn, yeah. relax. We did this. We did that. Yeah. 
we could do more, we could do more, we could do more, you know? So that was my struggle with being a leader that I always pushed so hard and not everybody else wants to push that hard, you know? Yeah, no, 100%. And the difference though is when you have that day where you enroll four or five clients, yeah. you know in your mind who's a follow-up, who's a fresh client, right? Who you spent so much time on to get it, who you didn't spend a lot of time on. And I think that that's the difference. If you get like basically a layup, yeah. you get a couple layups, you get a couple yeah. follow-ups, you might not feel like you did as much because you didn't have to work as hard, right? Yeah. And that's the difference between someone who's super successful and someone who's not. Like, I feel like you gauge that and you judge that on your own. If yeah. you know that the work you put in to get the outcome, like, it was, you know, a couple layups, a couple follow-ups you already worked on, yeah. and you feel like you didn't put the time in to really work super hard for something. Yeah. That's why you're judging that, whereas somebody else who maybe you know what I mean, like isn't as successful yeah. or doesn't view things the same way, might be like, oh, well, I did four or five today, I'm, I'm good. I'm good all week. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, like I'm, I'm chilling. Yeah. yeah, so that that's the difference. I could literally shit the bed for the rest of the yeah, week because I wrote four today and I'm pacing for my 99.9%. 100%, so. yeah, they're not thinking to the future. I feel what you're saying. There is no such thing as layup in my eyes because even on a layup, and a layup for those of you listening who are not in the mortgage world or in the sales it's an easy easy client coming in the phone yeah somebody coming in that says they're coming in barefoot to your nike store saying i need shoes i mean they're yeah. barefoot they need shoes it's, that's a layup right they need the shoes but to me i'm still going to ask that person well what kind of shoes do you like and what kind of shoes did you have before what kind of work yeah. do you do so even the layups that come in i still ask questions and get to know the person i don't just say oh let's go let's go let's go yeah, hurry yeah. it up and whatever so i put quality into all my work and i think that's why it's not a layup I think the reason I'm hard on myself is because five, four deals, you know, whatever the paycheck is, whatever the promotion is. You have your is, expectations. Uh, yeah, I'm not excited. Uh, yeah. I feel like, you know, I just, I'm on a journey where I just want to keep breaking ceilings throughout my life. And I don't think I could stop that. I think it's a yeah. sickness and a greatness at the same time. Uh, but I think it makes me who I am. Yeah, no, 100%. Worst part about being a leader, you're not going to run away from that one. The worst part is that you can't, People don't react the way that you react or, uh -huh. you know, want to do the things that you do. So a lot of really, really good salespeople or doesn't even have to be sales anything. Yeah. If you're a very driven person, you know, you have a certain work ethic, you have a certain, uh -huh. you know, you, you hold yourself accountable, you do all these things. Not everybody has that same bar. So your bar that you're trying to hit, right? Like four or five is not good enough for me. Yeah. That bar is very much lower to somebody else. Yeah. So as a leader, you have to understand that like, yes, you want to push that person, but you also have to work with them based on what they yeah. consider. That is the hardest part. Because You're talking then, about customizing your coaching according to somebody's personality because we're long past the days where you could just coach everybody the same way now. Oh, 100%. It's like yeah. this person's this way. Yeah. And they get motivated by, you know, by cut, X, cuddly Z. talk and yeah. being sensitive and yeah. know, talking about things nicely and slowly and calmly. Yeah. This person needs me to tell them, hey, wake the F up. I need right. you in the game. This person needs, you know, ice cream, go off for ice cream with me and take a walk. So yeah. everybody's different. And you got to figure out those little triggers that get somebody motivated. And that's the hard part. It is because that's a lot of work. Yeah. You know, especially when you have shit going on in your life. And it's yeah. like you got to customize the way you communicate with 15 or 20 different people according to their personalities. That's a lot of weight. That's a lot of willpower you're burning every single day, right? Yeah. So what things are you struggling with? What things could I help you out with? I would say one thing I'm struggling with is, you know, doing too much to the point where okay. 
like at the end of the day, like you're gonna get the job done, right? So like yeah. you have an expectation and you're gonna hit that expectation. So I have an expectation. Yeah. So if my team isn't hitting it, I'm gonna hit it. Like yeah. I'm gonna find a way to be super involved. Okay. But I feel like that doesn't always, it's not as impactful like in the long term as it is in the short term. So we might hit that daily goal that we wanna hit or whatever it is. But long term, did that person get the chance to grow and, and, and fail on their own? and learn from that failure, right? Like if I'm doing too much, if I'm getting too involved and doing things for them to the point where they don't have the opportunity to grow and, and learn from their failures yeah. and find their own success. Yeah. Um, long-term, I don't think it's it works. It's just finding that happy medium where you know when to do that, when not to do that, because that's a very emotional thing, right? Yeah. So like if you're emotional and you need to do what you need to do, yeah. you might get super involved to the point where- True. Long term, I, yeah. is that the right thing to do? Maybe short term it is, but maybe it's not long term. Yeah, and I had that issue too where I used to, you know, take the headset and do the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Let me yeah. just close this and get it done with. We need to, you right. know, hit this number today. Uh, so are you saying in regards to doing too much for somebody where they're not growing or doing too, too much as a leader where you're scattered? I think both. I think okay. where the person might not be growing because you're doing too much. I think that, you know, that one's a little bit tough because I do think that. You know, no matter what you do, they they learn something from it, right? Gotcha. Whether you take the headset and they hear the yeah. call, like they learn something from it. Yeah. But I think you realize that's what you're training, right? So yeah. you're training the person that way. So now, eventually, you're spread yeah. too thin, yeah. and you can't do that all the time for yeah. everybody. Depending I, I on had somebody on my have. team that was very much like that, mm -hmm. and even when I did this certain thing, they were struggling with. I said, "Remember how I did this?" They said, "Yeah." Not their head. The next they day, they came back it. again. The same thing. Yeah. So what happened before I changed my ways was he was separated from my team and guess what happened? He started doing those things on his own and found success because I wasn't there anymore. So forcefully yeah. he had to do those things. So that taught me a lesson. So I'll give you one tip for that is every single time you do something for them, tie an accountability action item to them. Mm -hmm. Say, hey, if you want me to hop on this call and you want me to close this deal, I need you to send me one call clip where you share something that uh, I did today on the yeah. phone. Or I need you to send me, you know what I used to do? Make me a game film actually. While I'm talking, could you type up a game film? What did you take from this call? Yeah. So they're typing up a game film while you're talking, they learn from that. Then right after the call's done, you call them, and that's the hardest part. We don't call them after and say, recap them because yeah. you're onto something else or already. Or you do it, but it's just very minimal. Very like, fast. What's your takeaway? Oh, yeah. here's my takeaway. But I love the call thing. Yeah, the call thing. Send me a call where you yeah. did this. And but you have to foreshadow that before. Say, hey, I'll hop on the phone with you. Yeah, 100%. But I'm going to do A, B, and C, these three things. Could you send me a call tomorrow doing A, B, and C, these three yeah, things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then what do you have to do after you get off the phone? I have to make sure that I hold them accountable to that. Put it in the calendar. Yeah. Put them in there. In the morning, yeah. guess what you got to do? Hey, don't forget by 12 o'clock in A, B, and C. Yeah. 10 o'clock. Hey, don't forget two hours in A, B, and C. Yeah. 11. You got to be extremely annoying about it where they're like, God damn, Mary's not getting off my back. Yeah. Let me just send her this thing. Yeah. And if they don't send you the thing and they come back to you, say, Weren't you supposed to send me that thing at 12 o'clock? So I hop on your call. I help you close this deal. Mm -hmm. I ask you to learn it to teach you mm -hmm. better yourself because I care. I could just do it for you. We could get mm -hmm. the deals, but I'm asking you to better yourself. You didn't even do that for me. So why don't you go back, do that for me, and then ask me again? Yeah. And that's it. You block them out. And guess what? If you lose a deal or two, it's not going to make you or break right, you. Right, 100%. The yeah. thing that counts as a leader is that person's you know, thought process and the way they learn. So every single time you do something for somebody, tie an accountability item to yeah. it and be extremely annoying about it. Those two things. Yeah. As far as being scattered as a leader with everything, one thing I have for that is pick the three most important things. If I had to tell you three things right now to narrow your business down that you need to do and you can't do anything else, what would they be? Just three things you could do tomorrow. I would say join calls. Okay, join calls. 
be on the phone, impact calls. All right. I would say, I don't want to say micromanage, but make sure that I'm holding holding everybody accountable. Holding everybody accountable to high effort? Yeah, Okay. 100%. So high effort, be on calls, what else? Um, and the last thing I would say is making sure that I'm at a point where I'm noticing and I'm like checking in with myself where I'm seeing the impact on that. So like one thing I struggle with is where's my day going next yeah. thing you know it's five o'clock and it's like where where are we at like, yeah. why are we behind like okay. i've been on the phone the whole time right okay, so keep a gauge on production 100 keep a gauge on like okay. what's going on with the team not just on the one or two people or three people that you're helping okay throughout the morning yeah. right so while i'm helping these people yeah. everybody else is what's yeah. going on with everybody else? like that's like the hardest thing yeah but those are the three things that i think you know obviously you want to impact yeah and you want to make sure you hold everybody accountable yeah but if you can keep the gauge as well okay you don't loosen up and then yeah. there's no room for big mistakes. Yeah. So you said three things. I'm sure there's like eight or nine other things that you have there's to do. There's a, a bunch of things, yeah. Okay, so you have to do ownership, okay? Yeah. Ownership comes in three faucets, yeah. right? Number one is you have somebody that's great with effort, right? So mm -hmm. you call them, you pump them up about the relationship, tell them what's going on, and then tell them, hey, could you do me a favor? You're doing so great at effort. Could you send the effort three times a day for me? Yeah. Or twice a day for me and do that? So that's one. You call someone that's doing great at something, you pump them up about it, and you have them do it. That's one of your... Which is what's going to help me with my third point, which is keeping the gauge on everything. Exactly. So if I have so somebody ownership, else correct. owning that... One way to do it is find somebody great, but take care of them. Buy them lunch mm -hmm. that day, you know, prop them out when they need you, you yeah. know, for a discount or something. You have their back because they have your back. You build those relationships and you form your inner circle. The second thing is somebody that sucks at something. Mm -hmm. If somebody sucks on being on the phone and effort time, hey, you know what? You're not doing very well at this. I think if you own this for the team, you start doing better because you're yeah. the one who has to send it out. Yeah. And then if they're sending it out, there's more pressure on them. Yeah. And the third thing would be somebody that wants to be a leader. Hey, I know you want to be a leader. Let's start off by you owning this. Let's yeah. see how you do with that. You can learn how to communicate with the team. Why don't you call this person, have a conversation with them, let me know what happens. Yeah. So you got to start giving a little way out of your plate so that way you have time to do those three most important things. Because without that, you're going to be scattered all the time and you're not going to be able to accomplish what you want yeah. to accomplish. Yeah, 100%. No, that's huge. Okay. I think that's huge because then while everybody is bought, like everyone's in it with me and I have people owning things i don't have to feel like where are we at yeah it's not going to be easy i'm telling you when i yeah. have people own things it's like you want to take over so bad and tell them to stop yeah you can't you got to fight that urge yeah it could be messed up for a day or two it's not going to come out right like you do it you got to accept that and say it doesn't matter i'm focusing on one or two important things and yeah. that's going to drive the results so that's what you have to do i know this is a short episode we might have you back thank you for being thank here you. what's one tip you have it's called the shot cast you got to give one shot of inspiration before you leave Anyone that's listening, salesperson, leader, worker, trying to be better in life, what's one thing that's changed your life that you want to share? I think it's not having any boundaries in terms of yourself, like knowing that you can overcome anything, and that would be it. Self-belief. Yeah. Self-belief is extremely important. Thank you for being here again. Thanks. It's a shot cast, and we out.